Welcome to the Awareness Offerings Podcast, a weekly offering of yoga philosophy discussion and guided meditation for the moments we're living in. I'm your host, Laura Tara Davy Joplin. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, spiritual social media strategist, and integrative counselor, working to integrate the principles of the spiritual path into every aspect of my work and my life. This podcast is an extension of that work as I navigate the world as a white woman devotee of yoga, living at many intersections of privilege, living in the West, and trying to live with awareness. Thank you for joining me in this work. You are listening to episode 58, Honoring Longing. Welcome to another awareness offering. Happy to be here sharing it with you. As always, if you would like to support the things that get shared here on this podcast, best ways to do so are by rating, subscribing, and or leaving a review on whatever platform you're using to listen. And if you'd like to share by word of mouth or on social media, all of the activities I just listed help other people find this show. And I'm really grateful for that. And as always, let me extend my weekly gratitude to you just for being here. So let's be here. Let's get into our opening ritual for this podcast and practice by singing the sound of OM one time. OM is said to be the sound that contains all other sounds. It's pure awareness, pure consciousness, the container that holds everything. So when we practice with OM, either by singing or by listening, because you can do either one, we are kind of asking to remember that we are more that, more that big open container of awareness than the wildness of our thoughts and day-to-day suffering and all of the things that we experience. Valid experiences, but we are not just that. And OM is in some ways an ask to remember. So you can sing it, you can listen. If you're coming along with me, you might get your body into a comfortable position. You might choose to close your eyes or just soften your gaze, gazing down the tip of your nose or toward the floor, just taking that container of awareness inward rather than to the external where it has to live so often. You might take a breath in through your nose here if that's available to you. Let's let that breath go, just clearing some space with the breath. And then we'll inhale for OM. Thank you for joining me in that practice. And now for this week's discussion. And it's about longing. That is a a concept I've been thinking about and working with over the last couple of days because I found myself, especially yesterday, longing for silence. I, it's been a really busy season. It is a really busy season of life. There is so much going on um, to the point where there's a lot of times where it just feels like nonstop. Um, And I'm still doing practice as best I can. It looks different sometimes. Um, but there are still times where I have the space to sit and like move into some meditation practice. It's just definitely not every day right now. 
but I was doing something yesterday. I was like writing about meditation for social media, I think, which is what I do a lot, not only for my own platform, but in my spiritual social media strategist role, I write copy and make posts and content for other my clients for my for my clients accounts and they all the accounts I run are are related to yoga spirituality meditation personal growth um, they're in those realms so I was writing about practice I think about meditation practice for social media and I just found myself longing for silence and like I said I had been meditating I had meditated a couple days before um, but I found myself just really thirsty for a different kind of meditation, um, for a different experience of meditation. Not that the one I had the the previous time wasn't good, quote unquote good, because what even is a good meditation? Because we show up different every time. But I just, I think I wanted to go deeper. I think that's what's coming up uh, in my awareness as I talk about it out loud. I think I just wanted to go deeper into a space of real meditative silence. And I was writing about it for my job, but not experiencing it. I had not done any meditation yesterday when this all came up. And so I was just like, oh man, I want that. (laughs) I want to be still and silent and receive deep meditative silence. And there was this real longing that I witnessed and acknowledged in myself. And it didn't happen yesterday. Yesterday was a full day, as most are right now. But it did this morning. I was, it's funny, it's a funny paradox. And I feel like life is like that a lot of the times, but especially for me right now, these wild contrasts living beside each other. Because I woke up and my phone was in my room, which is not my typical practice. I like to leave it downstairs charging on my desk at night. Although just like meditation, that doesn't always happen. So it was in my room this morning. And so I woke up and was scrolling. And then my phone died, which was a gift. And I was able to get myself up and light a candle on my my altar table, my, my ritual table where I keep my sacred objects and reminders of what I love about the sacred uh, as a space to meditate. I don't always meditate there, but it lives in my room. So I was able to get up and light my candle and and get ready to sit. And even that felt like an accomplishment, if you will, not that we have to like hustle or accomplish our practices. They're just for us. Um, But it did feel that way nonetheless, because I can get into my head, you may be familiar with this experience, also having a human mind, but I can get into my head about if I wake up and my phone's in my room and I scroll, that's just it. That's the, it's, it's the first moments of my day. That's how it happened. So that's the kind of day I'm having. I have, I have forever marked this day as one where I am less connected to the present moment and more in the mode of let's scroll on the phone and be disconnected because that's the first thing I did. So it's easy for me to just get very absolutist about it and say, nope, that's, you know, that's the kind of day I'm having. That's it. When the reality is, yeah, it would be really wonderful for many reasons if I, you know, set the tone for my day by meditating immediately. But why am I going to take meditation away from myself just because the first, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes of my day were not exactly as I thought they quote unquote should be, right? The practices are for us. So I still sat to meditate today, even though I started with the phone. And so even that felt like something to be able to let go of that absolutist black and white, not nuanced thinking and just say, I can still meditate anyway. So I sat 
with this intention and awareness that I've been longing for deep silence. And I found it pretty easily. Or I don't want to say easy, but like it was pretty straightforward to drop in, to land, to arrive at a space of deep silence. And it came through awareness of my heart mostly. My spiritual teacher, Swami Jayadevi, has taught me that the place to find deep inner silence is the heart. And I was able to sit down and sort of arrive in my seat and turn my awareness inward and feel awareness of my heart pretty quickly. And that became this offering of deep silence. And of course, there were times when my mind went away from that. I used some tools like um, using the sound of OM silently and kind of imagining like filling up and almost washing out my whole mind with it. Because one of the other things about OM is that it is a neutralizing sound. Another one of my teachers, Darren Rhodes, incredible teacher, teaches that. And so I had to neutralize or, or I tried to neutralize my mind a little bit at times. But I was really able to even, even with the interruptions of the mind, come back and continue to receive that silence in a way that felt like what I asked for, what I was longing for, that deeper experience of meditative silence. And I feel really lucky that I was able to receive it in such a straightforward way because I feel aware that there was every possibility that that was not going to happen. And often that's what meditation is like for me. And I think it's safe to say for most or all of us, sometimes it is just a bickering with the mind back and forth and kind of dragging our awareness back to what's happening in the moment, even through a sense of discomfort or chaos or difficulty, just trying to land no matter what it looks like and no matter whether we succeed, just trying over and over. Meditation is like that a lot. And I feel really aware that my meditation has been like that. It has been especially recently. And this meditation today could have very well been that way, but it wasn't. I had the gift of receiving a straightforward and deep meditation. And I say that and I want to acknowledge and kind of name that I'm holding that with my hands open. I'm trying not to grab onto that because that's just going to create more chaos because sometimes meditation is not like that. And I can't hold on to wanting it to be a certain way all the time. But I do really receive this gift of getting what I longed for in this deep silence of my meditation today. And I feel really grateful for that. And I'm wondering if one of, I don't know for sure, this is just me speaking my curiosity out loud, but I'm wondering if one of the factors behind my, kind of the depth and ease and grace of my meditation today was my acknowledgement and honoring, if you will, of my own longing my own longing. And I'm curious about that partly because my, my spiritual teachers, my spiritual teacher in her body, Swami Jayadevi and her teacher, who is the, the guru, the master teacher of the lineage of yoga and spiritual practice that I study, Ma Jaya Sati Bhagavati. They both taught a lot about, about, or they teach and taught a lot about yearning and longing as spiritual concepts. And so I've had some training. I've had the seeds planted in me to think about longing. And it's really coming to the surface now. And 
It's not just been in my own practices, though it has been very prominent there, but it's also come up in some of the work that I do with other people. Maybe not named out loud as longing, but now that I think back on some of the dialogues I've been having with the folks I work with lately, I can see that it is longing that we're talking about. What I'm getting at is that I really believe there is a part of us that longs for depth, for the sacred, for you know freedom of the heart, for connection to the soul, whatever kind of deep experience you long for and, and however you name it. But I believe there's a part of us that really does long for that. And my teachers have also taught that. And I'm starting to realize that the moments when we are, you know, exhausted, that is the part of us that is longing for rest. And when we feel overwhelmed by the pace of life, that is the part of us that is longing for stillness. When we feel overstimulated by noise, the noise of our lives or the the noise that we're hearing in any given moment, that is the part of us that's longing for silence. When we feel frustrated by the things in our lives, that is the part of us that is longing for something different, something deeper, for transformation. The overwhelm, the exhaustion, the overstimulation, the frustration, these are all, I believe, just the most extreme manifestations of that longing that we have for deeper, richer, quieter, more connected, more sacred experiences. I say the most extreme manifestations because we get to those points, kind of those points of maximum capacity where we are really stretched when it just builds and builds and builds enough, this longing and this need for whatever qualities we're longing for. I think the longing and need are very deeply intertwined. And when it just builds and builds and we get to the point where we can no longer ignore it, so it manifests itself in this extreme way, like exhaustion or overwhelm. And it makes sense that we would often be experiencing extreme manifestations of our longing because we're living in a pretty extreme world that is asking of us to go through some pretty extreme shit. (laughs) Um, And I say that as someone who often experiences these extreme manifestations of my longing, and I am going to do something that I wouldn't normally do because the most, something I'm learning through my studies of uh, trauma and helping people. I'm, you know, I'm studying to be a social worker. And then something I'm learning is that making assumptions is usually never the thing to do if we really want to see and care for people as they are. But I'm going to err from that for a moment and assume that you also experience these extreme manifestations of your longing, uh, like I do, because we live in this extreme world. And so I say all of this out loud and I'm, I, I've tried to use these caveats, these qualifiers, I should say, like I think and I believe because this is really just me speaking my own learning out loud, not trying to um, be an authority on anything. But as I'm learning, what feels like the teaching that's coming up from this is to honor the longing, especially if we have enough awareness to 
notice it and to hear it and to receive it when it first comes up. And it takes practice. It's not something that always happens, even for me, as I've been practicing for almost a decade. Wow, it's crazy or wild, I should say, to say that out loud. Um, But even for me, I don't always have the awareness of it as it comes up. But if if we do, if we're lucky enough to have that awareness, to honor the longing when it comes up, so it doesn't have to fester and become an extreme manifestation. And if it does, we can still honor it because that is a, the strongest signal possible that we got to honor the longing. I'm feeling aware that in my honoring of my longing this week, I received a deep meditation. And I, I like to think that that longing is, you know, it's our intuition, if you like that word, or it's, it's the soul, the part of us that is, you know, deeper and bigger than the day-to-day thoughts and experiences, or it's, you know, spirit, something bigger than us that guides us, whatever you, you know, feel drawn toward. That's what, that's what that longing is. It is an expression of the sacred, you know, asking for us and reminding us that we are part of it and we can ask for it too. So honoring longing is what's coming up for me today. I've got to clear my throat. You can probably hear I got a little, uh, got a little, um, what's the word? I'm just, my voice is a little squeaky here. Hold on. <clears throat> Excuse me. So honoring the longing, that's where I'm at. And what's coming up as I think about offering practice for this awareness offering today, knowing that normally I offer in the moment guided meditation to do as we are sitting and listening together is to do something a little bit different today. Because what, you know, the teaching I'm receiving and and sharing with you is to honor longing and longing although it is it can be a reflection of something bigger than us and can be deeply you know reflective of the sacred and consciousness it's also deeply personal it is unique it is something that comes from our own you know version of a voice that connects each of us to the sacred in our own unique way so the practice i want to offer is you know, honor your longing Maybe sit with some self-inquiry and curiosity, which are also spiritual practices around what you long for right now. You might grab a journal to do it in written form if that helps you to organize your thoughts. Or you might just get quiet if you can and when you can and just ask yourself, you know, what do I long for right now? And it might be a pretty straightforward answer, given that, again, we often experience these extreme manifestations of our longing. So if you're feeling exhausted, you're probably longing for rest. If you're feeling overwhelmed, you're probably longing for stillness. If you're feeling like annoyed and overstimulated, you're probably longing for silence. If you're feeling frustrated, you're probably longing for change and transformation. And those are just a few examples of things that I have, you know, known and worked with personally. But I think that little spiritual formula could apply to any kind of signal that we're getting from ourselves, that signals that we're longing for something. So I'll invite you to get curious and practice that self-inquiry, whether it's in your mind or on paper or both, and just ask yourself, what do I long for? And you might, 
get quiet if you can and take a moment to listen to the signals of your body, your mind, and your heart to see if there's anything coming up there. Or you might, if you're using a journal, just do some free writing around what might be coming up, things that you, you know, just whatever comes to your mind as you think of longing and just let it flow until there's maybe a little more clarity and refinement around something that you long for. And then when you have that clarity, however long it takes, might happen today as you do this practice, might happen this week, might happen next month. But whenever you do have that clarity around what it is that you're longing for, honor the longing. And I think that takes two forms. One, an actual present moment honoring, almost like a mini personal ritual of once you have that awareness of your longing, knowing that it's a gift. That is how I received it because I received the gift of a deep meditation from honoring my, my longing. So you might receive it as the gift that it is, yourself telling you what you need to be deep and connected. So you might actually take a moment to say out loud or, you know, written or quietly to yourself. I see you. I honor you. I see, you know, naming what it is you long for, whether it's rest or stillness or play or whatever it might be. Like, I see you. I honor my longing for blank. Thank you got you. You know, whatever comes up to actually in the moment, honor the longing. And then the second way to honor the longing is to give yourself what you long for. And I say that with full awareness that it's not always that straightforward just to say, okay, I know what I long for. I can just do it now. You know, for me, it took until the next day to give myself what I longed for. It might take you a couple days or a week or, you know, some life changes, right? To be able to honor what you long for. So it might just be the intention, but please, I have to ask that you make it, you know, really like not what's, what's the word I'm looking for that you make it really like a committed intention, not just something that you think about once and then, you know, let fade away. Although it's okay if that happens, but maybe just the intention of honoring what you long for, or if you're able to give it to yourself, give it to yourself. Give yourself the rest, the quiet, the stillness, the kind of life transformation, the play, whatever it is, give yourself what you're longing for, which is pretty cool to think about because it helps us to one, be connected to ourselves, but also It affirms this notion that I've heard a lot from my spiritual teachers that it's really not anything outside of us that we long for. And of course we do long for things outside of us. We're wired for connection and that's a beautiful thing. But we do have the capacity to give ourselves what we long for, which is powerful. There's an unshakability in being able to fulfill our own needs sometimes so that we don't have to be entirely dependent on the wildness of the world and the things that unfold around us. So honor your longing. That's the practice I offer today. Thank you for joining me for this awareness offering and for going into embodied practice with me. You can find me on social media at Laura Tara, L-A-U-R-A, 
T-A-R-A, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. My intro and outro music was created by none other than my very own brother, Oxella Sun, O-X-E-L-A-S-U-N, whom you can also find on Instagram. <laughs>